0: so desperately uh, father and uh just like pastor buddy said uh, lord you are good your your promises are yes and amen uh, father And we are confident that what you speak shall come to pass uh, lord god uh thank you for each one here thank you for the message that you have given to bring forth today anoint pastor buddy as he brings your message to your children uh, Lord, and we are your children. Uh, as believers in Christ, we are a joint heir with Christ. Uh, Father, so thank you. Thank you that uh, that you love us. Uh, Father, and this word is for each one of us. Let it minister to our souls. Uh, Father, let it, uh, you know, just move us more towards you each and every moment. Uh, thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Praise you, Jesus. I'm going to jump right on into the message. Is that all right? And I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna read from my notes of what God showed me this week. And you know how many know that God can take the simple things and just make them amazing, isn't that something? Yeah? I look in the mirror and I go, man, God, you can you can do anything. You can do anything, you know? And sometimes I I, I think I think most times we, we don't realize what God's doing on the inside of us. But I, I wanna encourage you today. I pray that God is doing a work on the inside of your heart and just to let him loose and and, and You know, be who we are in Christ and and God to be glorified in all we do. So today's message is entitled, Do Not Block the Intersection. You know, do not block the intersection. Wonder where he got that, right? Because have anybody ever blocked the intersection? I I have. And and I can tell you that they don't care what your answer is. (laughs) Right? And I can tell you that you can say all you want. But when, when the man says, unless you see yourself all the way through the intersection don't go i was like but <laughs> sign here <laughs> but sign here but uh you know when i was leaving work the other day and, and you know you how many people travel about the same road day in day out you know a lot of times you know and, and uh you know i look and I, I see this sign right at the right sign. and i never noticed it before i was leaving work and i'm praying Lord, what is it that you're going to show us this week Lord, you know i'm always thinking all the time, you hear me, like I say, when we say amen on Sunday, I'm thinking, Lord, I just want to be in tune to what you got for us. You know, I don't get way out there. I don't want to get ahead of God. I want to be in tune with God. And I'm listening, I'm listening. When, when I'm having conversations with you guys, because God's speaking through you, and when I'm riding down the road and, and just praying, I'm always thinking, Lord, what is it that you're teaching us? What are you showing us, you know? And so I'm heading out, and I go past this sign, and I pass it every day when I, when I heard God whisper. Did we just talk about when God whispers a couple of weeks ago? And I had that nudge in my spirit. And, and, and the Lord, you know, just, I looked at his sign and I passed the sign all the time and I never really even realized it was there. And the Lord just says, hey, read that out loud. This is just me in the car. This is what it is. And I said, do not block intersection. I'm thinking, I won't. Right? <laughs> in the natural, I'm thinking I won't. And I, and I heard that and, it said, and I said, do not block intersection. And this is immediately what the Spirit of God said to me. When I read it out loud, he said, where heaven invades earth. I said, what? So do not block the intersection where heaven invades earth. And it's funny when you study things and read things. I read a book on that years and years ago, probably three or four or five years ago. And I went right back to, to some of the things I learned in that teaching. I thought, man, that was some amazing teaching. I'm going to say it again. Do not block intersection where heaven invades earth. I thought, man, that's cool. So at the very next intersection that I pass every day, a couple times a day, I see the same sign. And it's just jumping. It's just like, read me. You know, and I'm looking at this thing, I'm going, man, I pass this every day, but these these words just keep getting larger than life and coming out. And I said, man, and with my Latin I fast mind, not, I go, hey, That's probably a great message, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then God just starts downloading all these scriptures into my mind everything. I'm going, I need to write this down, I need to write this down. And I'm, I'm praying, I'm going, man, this is the message, this is the message. How many know it's great when you hear from God and you know, that you know, that you know that he's speaking to you? Man, I'm just driving and I'm smiling and I'm praising the Lord. I'm thinking, help me not forget what you're telling me. And so I come back to work and I'm writing all these things down. And what happened was every time I would pass a, some type of sign, God would give me a scripture or something about it. You know, you didn't know, God worked for VDOT, did he? Now I'm teasing. But he's done all those things, didn't he? All those things. So i was sitting there thinking about it. I said, man, isn't that something else? And the Lord began to just give me examples and bringing me to a place of self-examination. And I said, Lord, I said this, I'm driving down the road. Do not block intersection. And I said this out loud, and I said, I don't want to be a blessing blocker. I want to be like you. Isn't it funny how you answer things that wasn't, you know, when God puts something on your heart, when he puts that finger on your heart sometimes, you go, I don't want to be a, a blessing blocker. I want to be a blesser. I want to be like you. Help me to not miss these things. Amen? How many things do we miss along the way because we're so busy? We're just a busy folks, right? And so I kept on going. I said, man, I want to be like you, Lord. And I said, what is it that we allow in our lives to block the intersection? The intersection of grace. The intersection of peace. The intersection of victory. And I said, you know what? Today, let's take a look at God's word. And see how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Our scripture today is Hebrews 10, 24. And I know this is the right one. Because when Eric was praying this morning, the Lord said it's the right one, didn't he? He said, he had wrote some verses down. He goes, that's what I'm preaching on. Isn't it amazing how God will start bringing unity and harmony and things when he wants to just show us something as a group, I think that's amazing. So I want to read that scripture, and I got a little bit of reading to do. We're going to unpack a little preaching and teaching. Hebrews ten twenty four says, "And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds." Man, let that sink in for a minute. Let's get a little backdrop on that. Everybody doing good? Got a little bit of reading, and what I like to do is do a little bit of reading and kind of break it out as we go. Is that okay? Good. Everybody got something to write with? Got some good stuff coming your way. God sharing. All right, 19, right? And it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can come boldly, in our, so we can come boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. So let's just take that. You know, we can come boldly into the presence of God because of what Christ did. See, that ought to be free. And it's not what you did. It's not what you're trying to do. It's based on what Christ already did. Do you know Jesus? Amen. It's about what he's already did. Let's keep on rolling. So we come on down and it says, by his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a high priest who rules over God's house, right? Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. All right, let's take a look at that. We're under the new covenant of grace. Everybody said, amen. I said, that's a gift of God through faith in what Christ has done. We have total access based on our faith in Christ's sacrifice. And he comes on down here. Where were we at? For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed in pure water. Do you feel like that? I hope you do. I hope sometimes that this is a reminder of who we are in Christ. See, it's about him. It's about his sacrifice. We We got to realize that and we hold on to what God's promises have for us. Amen? Let's move on down here. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promises. You believe that? Everybody said amen. They believe that God is faithful. Absolutely. Even when we don't understand what he's doing. Amen. Let's keep on going. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Mm-mm-mm. I love that. Now look at this. Because of what Christ has done, we should live it out in a way that motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Anybody got time for a story? Shut the door. We're going to tell it anyway. You know, uh, we, we try to do a little bit of motorcycle riding, and uh, me and Tanya and Tim went out last week, and it was I think it was last Sunday. We did a little ride, and, man, we were up, and Newport News were coming back, and I'm thinking, I'm thirsty. But i got to tell you the funny part. This has nothing to do with it, but I just want to set the stage. We pull up, and we're way up by seeing you. And I know my bike's just a little loud. You know it's very loud. And I pull up, and i got my glasses on. I'm sitting there. And this lady's in her car, and I, and I look over, and I can tell this is this is not very comfortable for her. She's going. So I look over. Have y'all ever done this? I look over, and I go. And she goes. She turns it into one of these. That's a beautiful motorcycle. <laughs> I said, you, ride, you ride. She's like, that is so loud. And I go, I'm sorry. So I kind of ease on out, you know. Isn't that something? But she just, you know what she was trying to spur me on. Or move me on, or whatever. So we go down. How many know if you pass a Wawa's, you should go to it? Amen. We love a Wawa. Man, they got all types of good stuff. I never thought a place like that could have good food. And what's that thing I always get? The banana thing? Yeah, that smoothie thing. Don't drink and drive a smoothie. You get an ice cream headache and, and wipe out everybody. I'm telling you what. So anyway, I, I had to sit there. like that. So anyway, we go. And Tiny and Tim get in line and they're doing stuff. I'm thinking, man, do I want this? And, like, oh my God. and I see this young lady come in. And she's just, she's just walking, and she's got a little smile. She's coming. And, and she's a tall gal. She's coming around here. And she gets over here. I said, well, you can go here. And she gets up there like that. It's okay. And God says, tell her. Tell her. I said, hey, ma'am. She said, yeah. I said, did anybody tell you how special you are today? I just want to tell you. She said, no, they haven't. But I sure appreciate that. And she gave me a big hug. Boom. I said, man, that's going to be a great day. And she said, I really appreciate that. See, God knew what she needed. Didn't cost me anything. Spurring people on, right? So we get ready. I get myself. I get in line. I run up front. Because me and Tim's always battling who's going to pay. I got it. I got it. So I said, okay. And then my new friend just pulls up. She walks up there. And I said, I got theirs. And a matter of fact, I got hers. She says, you don't have to do that. I go, I know. But I want to bless you. And she says, without even blinking. She says, well, then I'll pay for theirs. Man, that just that just wrecked my brain for a second. She immediately she says, I'm gonna pay it forward. So she get bless my friends, and then my new friend, and then immediately she turns around and she blesses two other people. She don't know they're, they're over a, a, a boy and a girl. They go, what <laughs> blessings can get contagious? Can't take sometimes. Isn't that amazing? That just touched my heart. You know, she did. She. Did, I think the thing that was so beautiful was about it, She never. She never even took a missed a beat. Well, then I'll take care of them, man. What would it be like if we did that all the time in, in life? But you know what? I'm just going to forgive them. I just want to be a blessing to them. But it was contagious, and, I, and now the person at the at the cash register store, they don't know what to do because they don't. Well, just telling me you paying? So they're getting caught in the blessing of the whole thing too. But God's getting the glory, amen. And that just did my heart good. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? So you say, well, what does that have to do with it? I think it has everything done. And then look at this. We come down here and say, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Man, blessing can be a chain reaction, but sometimes we block the intersection. Amen? You see where we're going with this? See where God was speaking to my heart? It's amazing how we can motivate one another, isn't it? And you know, I think about that. Here's a thought: Do you ever think when you miss a Sunday that anybody misses you? It, I just want I'm not stomping on anybody's toes. I'm just I want you to see the value of coming together because that's what it says, right? You know, a lot of times you think, "Well, you know, you think. everybody's just going to bang on the guitar, times going to sing and all that." You know, and, you know, whatever. I just want to tell you: when you're not here, you're missed. You know, God loves you, and you're part of the family. And I thought about this, man. I thought about this last night. I said, how, how did I tell him in love about this thing? And the Lord brought me back to dear old dad. I know you probably, you always said, man, I'll know your dad when I get to heaven because you talk about him all the time. But it was a big impact on my life. Well, I used to I always rode motorcycles and, and, and I would go and ride in the woods and everything. Five o'clock supper time. And man, I would be on the other side of the woods and I'd look at God. oh, this is not good. And y'all wonder why I ride so fast now. I was trying to beat the clock, man. Rain, 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 going back, man. My dad said, I can hear you coming, son. I can hear you coming down there. I know Sharon could too, because we're be right by back of her house, 90 miles an hour if we could. And I go back and my dad wouldn't eat supper until everybody was there. I thought, man, he's hardcore. I didn't realize that till later. He said, You know what? I wait for you. I'm just, I know this much. I just I don't have a good answer. i am like said, because I miss you when you're not here. He said, you know what, time goes by pretty fast. I don't know how many meals I want you to eat with you, but I like that, because that's the time that our family can be together. It's a time that our family can be together. You kids get grown up, or somebody's got something going to do, you miss them when you sit around the supper table? You know, with that empty spot there? You miss them. I'm just saying the same thing. When you're not here, we miss you. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, sometimes I think we only get to get together pretty much twice a week. We do some Tuesday stuff. And we do some Sunday night stuff. And I think, man, we never know. Because he says, what does he say down here? He says, especially now that the day of his return is drawn near. Encourage one. me How many Sundays do you think we got left? I don't know. Could be a whole lot. But you just don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deviate from the plan just a little bit. No, it's, it's actually the plan, I think. I'm going to read something for you guys. Anybody ever think about heaven? Sometimes you think about heaven? I'm going to read something from a, from a young fella. A young fellow, 17 years old. Mark uh, Rodriguez. He says, I've been meditating on heaven a lot lately. And I must say, it wells my eyes in tears of joy every now and then. What a beautiful thought that one day I will be completely in the presence of God and will actually be able to feel the magnitude of his, all his love in peace, with no earthly fears or worries to distract me, the joy that I feel now, the serenity I feel now, will finally be made perfect. Comes on to say he says the presence of God here on earth is nothing it is excuse me is enough to make me shudder and wonder. I've had some incredible moments in life that can only be expre- explained as miracles, where I see my Abba, my Father, move in love for me so powerfully. It brings me to my knees in amazement. To think that one day I will be perfectly and totally in his presence. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm definitely going to need a heavenly body because the joy he fills me with now sometimes makes me feel like I'm about to explode. He said, I love the image of heaven because it's perfect. Perfect peace. Every quarrel, every hurt. It's all going to be resolved. All of God's children will be together and we won't hurt each other anymore. We'll finally understand how to love perfectly. And the fact that we'll all be worshiping the Lord together is in one place forever. That just amazes me. It makes me so excited to think of the wedding feast awaiting us when we go to be with the Lord. I imagine streets filled with rejoicing, loud trumpets, wedding bells. I'm sure it'll be far more incredible than I can comprehend now. And I love that. God is super good. I can't wait to be with him forever. Isn't that something? got a phone call Yesterday, a guy I work with, his son is best friends with this warrior, 17 years old. He got shot and killed over the weekend. He wrote that about three weeks ago. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Also, that's where a police officer got killed and the shooter got killed, and we pray for all those families. You say, man, I thought this was going to be an uplifting message. Well, you know what? I think it is going to be an uplifting message. Because he knows the Lord. And we pray for the family and all those that are, that are involved. Let me tell you. Look at that. 17 years old. God had touched that boy's heart. Had used him in a mighty way. I saw something on a news He was a worship leader. He, he, he took pictures. He did all these different things and stuff like that. God had been working his life and in an instant, he's gone. Isn't that amazing? It's a police officer. I think the police officer has three young kids. Gone. I don't know that much about the shooter, but obviously there's something going on there. Obviously, it's hard on the family and everything else, so we just continue to lift them up. Why is it so important that we come together? Because We want to encourage one another. Let me tell you, when you go through something, you don't want to be alone. And I know that we're never alone in the Lord Jesus. But there's some times that I think that we just need a Jesus with skin on him, And it might be you, and it might be her, it might be him. Somebody come alongside and say, hey, you know what? I might not understand everything that you're going through, but I'm here. I might not understand, you know, because there's a lot of why's when things happen. And I've sat with people, and I don't understand why. I know we've got some friends that lost a young girl way too early in our books. I don't, I don't know why. But I'm going to tell you why. I know God hasn't, hasn't lost any of them. You know what I mean? And so we pray for those families that have great, great loss. But isn't it something, when you can look back, and you have somebody leave you such a postcard for heaven, that's what I call it, And say, hey, I can't wait. I can't wait. What did he say where there's no quarreling, there's perfect peace? We're not hurting anybody anymore. Man, that's the day I'm looking forward to. And until that day comes, let's meet together and share what God's doing. Amen. Everybody ready? Let's keep on rolling. Praise the Lord. Well, I told you those signs just kept talking to me. Stop sign. All right. Let's see what God tells us about that. I said, why do we run from God? Is it fear? Is it a rebellious attitude? Is it shame or is it guilt? I said, stop running from God. I'm going to give you a scripture with that. 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Man, let us go to that place where his promises invade our heart and brings that comfort. Don't block the intersection of blessing. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Lord, show me that we need to stop trying and start being. You ever thought like that? Let me give you a scripture with that. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavily in Christ Jesus. I said, start being who God called you to be. Press on, press in to what he's given you. You are gifted and blessed. You know, a lot of times when I talk to people, especially if they really get down on themselves, they feel like they don't matter. They don't know where they fit in. You know what, we, you know, we're, we're designed for, for worship. We're designed for fellowship, amen? And so when we're out of fellowship, we feel disjointed. And we go, what's going on? Well, a lot of times we're out of fellowship, and that's what the deal is. But you know what? We're gifted in so many ways, and your gift looks different than my gift and her gift and all those things. So the next thing I start thinking about is, why do we compare ourselves to everybody else, amen? We always want to start comparing ourselves well, you know, this one's got this and this one did this and this one's gifted in that and surely she and he knows more and all these things and we start going through this whole thing. But look at this Galatians 1.10 says, I, I just love this. I, excuse me, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Woo! You ever feel like that? Because everybody's not going to agree with you. All the time, I have a hard time agreeing with myself sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. But you know what? That's why we continue not to look over our shoulder, but look upward and onward to Christ Jesus, because He's got the final say. He's the one. He's the one that's trying to invade, you know, heaven meeting earth in your life. Not this one or that one or back here. So let's press into what He's got. Uh oh! Everybody got the steel toes on. Boom. Stop complaining. Go to God. Oh, that hurt, didn't it? Because I know nobody in here does that, right? I'll pray for all of us. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Because you know what? Our words are powerful and we can start setting the stage, boy. And you start setting the stage for destruction in your life, I believe, because the framework that you're laying is not good. We're not speaking in faith, we're speaking in doubt, and the next thing you know, guess what? We're we're just we bought the whole deal. We're carrying this all on our back. But God's got a much greater plan. I said, be part of the solution, not the problem. Seek the face of the Lord and ask for wisdom. Count your blessings. Get God's view on the situation. I said, mirror Christ, not the critics. Come on now. Mirror Christ, not the critics. Mm-mm-mm. I had a note. Read your handout. What I have it on here? Mm. I just said this here. I said, coming to the end of ourselves is where God comes in and takes his rightful place. Isn't that something? When we get out of the way, man, what in the world can God do? Anything he wants. Isn't that something? If I just step back and let God work things out, that's the best place to be, isn't it? But we want to drive, man. We want to handle it. We want to manipulate the stuff. We want to compare. We want to complain. And then when it's all said and done, what do we do next? Start beating ourselves up. Stop beating yourself up. Amen? So many times we do that. I said it makes no sense to me to receive the gift of salvation and the promises of God than live our life, our daily life under condemnation that God says doesn't exist. That's what God showed me. So why, why do my people live under condemnation? You know th- that I, that I took care of. We can trust God for our salvation, right? Can we trust Him for a healing? Uh, we should. Can we trust? Him for, if I, I sometimes I, I get thinking, I go, Lord, if I can trust you with my life forever, why can't I trust you in this little area? Think about that. The next time you start and say, well, wait a minute, the same Lord that's going to present me spotless on that day, don't you think he can handle what's going on at your house? I bet he can. Don't you think he can handle what's going on in your job? Don't you think he can handle what's going on with or without your bank account or whatever the case is? You just fill in the blank. He's faithful. And I want to read you the scripture here. I said, well, I actually had a couple of other things. I said, let me ask you a question. Did Jesus go halfway to the cross? No. Nope. All right. I said, did he not fully conquer grace? Are we only half saved? They used to man, buddy, this is some silly stuff. But we don't think that, or do we? Because the way we respond sometimes, do you think we're only half saved? No, I'm always the way saved. How about you? He didn't leave nothing left at the cross. He didn't go halfway and go. Man, looks like a good day today. I don't think I'm gonna go today. He didn't go just like ah. I don't he said, "You know what? I keep pressing on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see through and see. We got to be able to look through the cross. As important as it is to understand the weightiness in and what sin does, seeing that it killed our Savior. Keep looking. What do you mean? Because we serve a risen Savior. See, just don't stop there at the grave. Because on the third day he rose, amen? We serve a living God that is active and powerful in our life. And he loves you. Did you know he loves you? I just thought I'd tell you he loves you. Again and again and again. But how could he love me? How could he love He loves you. What's that unconditional love all about? No conditions. I love it. I love it. It's just powerful. Take a look at this. I said, why don't we start beating ourselves up? Why do we continue to do it? I said, it, it doesn't do anyone any good. Listen to this. I, I believe this here. I wrote this down just out of my heart. I said, it's a slap in the face to the Lord because he said it's finished. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever, somebody said, uh, I don't know, this us say, said. Hey, can I borrow the car? And you said, no problem. Yeah, but can I borrow the car? And you said, here's the keys. Yeah, but I don't know. Take the car. But yeah, I, I, I'm not worthy to take the car and all that. Here's the car. Here's the key. Tank's full. Take the car. Would it upset you? They said, well, i just uh, yeah, well, no, you don't really want me to take it. That would offend you, wouldn't it? Think about what God's done for you. You gave his very best, and we go, no, nah, we don't want him. Or well, I know you probably didn't finish it. That's what we say when we walk in doubt. But it's finished. And I know it's hard to get our mind around it. And so today I hope that God's taking these things uh, that he's showing me. And, and I'm applying them to my life just like anybody else. To realize I need to stop those things. And start lifting up my eyes. And, and I don't want to block the intersection and let God invade my heart more and more and more. With his love, love, love and forgiveness and grace. So that I can be that blessing. Amen. Does that make sense? So many times we start beating ourselves up. What, is, what does that do when we beat ourselves up? I don't think it's glorifying God. You know we glorify God. Man, you know what? I was wrong. Lord, thank you that you showed me this. Lord, give me the strength to do better with this. I'm going to keep on walking. Redemption, that glorifies God. Glorifying God glorifies God. But so how did you make it through this situation? How did you, God lifted me up and brought me through the other side. See, that's what I want to represent as, as we go through this. And some days, I don't always represent them well. But you know what? I go back to his word. And I go back to his promises and I go back to that small, still voice and that whisper that he gives us. And I say, you know what? I'm going to go with what he said. Because the ways of the world, the Bible will really turn up. We need to listen to the Lord. If we don't keep his word open, guess what? We're going to believe the lie. Amen. Just keep on rolling here. All right. Romans 8, 1 and 2. What do we say? Don't beat ourselves up. Right. Did he go halfway to the cross? No. All right. Listen, here we go. Therefore. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Anybody in Christ Jesus is in here? Amen. Let me just read that again for you one more time. This is God's word, right? Romans 8. And it says, therefore, there is now. That means like right now, right? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's keep on rolling, all right? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Do you feel a little bit more freedom now? Because that's what he says. That's what he's bought. That's who we are. Let's live it out. Amen? So freedom in Christ is yours. Live out of the truth and watch the peace start to flow in your life. Amen? Someone once said this. I, 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 don't, I can't remember who said it, but I wrote this down. I thought this, this is really good. Listen to me close. Transformed people transform people. A transformed person is going to help transform somebody else. That's why we come together. That's why we want to mirror Christ. Amen? Think about that. So be a tool of God in the hand of God. How do we do that? Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? All right. I think this is going to help us all. Next, we've got a yield sign. Pass the yield sign. The Lord's still talking. I said, let's go. Let's go. Take a look at this. Yield your life to Christ. Paul says it this way. Galatians 2, 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who gave me, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, if we live out of that, it's all the difference in the world. If we think we're trying to obtain that, we can't obtain that. How do we obtain anything of the promises of God by faith? Right? Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Alright? Lord, show me something we need to honor the Lord with your life. How do we do that? Romans 12:1. I'm gonna jump back to that. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Do you know that you've been bought and brought from death to life? Amen. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. How many of us feel like an instrument of righteousness? Sometimes we just, oh man, let me tell you, this is who God says you are. So just go ahead and take it in. God says we can do all things through him. And let me read this next part of the verse here. And he says, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove. He wants us to prove this in our life, right? So people see this. All right. So that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. The Lord made a way. He made a way. So remember, don't block the intersection where heaven and earth collide. Amen. All right. Oh, here's a good one, isn't it? I said we need to forgive others. You know, and I realize we talk about this a lot but I think it's something that we always need to talk about. Because you know what? When we start thinking about that, what God has been placing in my life over and over as I've been walking with Him, when I have a situation and, and things rear up and you go, man, can't believe that, God whispers through my heart and says, remember how much I forgave you. Remember how much I forgave you. Let me tell you what. If you've never been to church except when you were five and you go to church when you were 30 and you're a rock and roller in between there, There's a lot of forgiveness you need. Amen? Let me tell you something else that's really going to blow your mind. You ready? You can give your life to the Lord, right? And walk with Him and you still blow it. But His forgiveness is for you. And His forgiveness is for me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? What did He say? Therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. That doesn't mean we abuse God's grace, but we work and live and and, and just do life from a place of grace. Wouldn't it be so different? I go back to that lady. Immediately. Passing on the blessing. Man, that's, that's what we want to do. Okay, let's keep on rolling here. Oh, here's one. Can we forgive ourselves? Oh, man. You know, we can forgive other people and everything else, but if we don't forgive ourselves, right? We still come from that poisonous area. Everything comes out there. I didn't measure up. Or, man, I shouldn't have this. God shouldn't bless me. All these things. And sometimes I think we're supposed to feel better about ourselves when we feel guilty. But I don't know. When I I feel like that, I'm not good for anybody else. Definitely not good for me. Not good for my family. So I have to go back and say, well, wait a minute. Lord, help me with this. We need the Lord to help us in these areas. Amen. We need the Lord to help show us and and work with us in this. So I I look at this. I said, man, Lord, how, how do I walk in this? I said, do you see yourself with the heart that God has forgiven you? Do you believe that? Have you received that? I said, then ask God to help you to be guilt free. Don't miss what I'm understanding. Somebody will hear one section of that message right there. They say, Pastor Buddha said, do what you want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, live out of the kingdom that God's placed in you. Live with the grace that God's given you. Live with the redemption that God's purchased for you. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Live life to the fullest in Christ. All right, how can we do that? One of the ways you see that, when you see someone in somebody's life, look you put others before yourself. I said, isn't that amazing, man? How often do we see that when we draw closer? I said, live with an attitude of gratitude. How many know somebody with a grateful heart? Anybody know anybody with a grateful heart? Look next to you. There's a lot of grateful hearts in here. I, I, you know, I was putting this together, and I thought, man, isn't that something? Immediately, I thought of somebody in my life, my grandmother. Grandma Chapman, man. They said she was something else in her time. She could ride on the side of the horses and flip around. I <laughs> did my grandma didn't do that. I mean, she just chugging, right? But boy, I got to see some Jesus in my grandma. Isn't that something? It's and, and you know, I, she, I was probably about 14 or 15 when she passed away. And I thought, man, I've never seen anybody pray as much as this, folks, man. You know, I just didn't understand all that stuff. And, and, and she would talk so, if boy, if she was preaching, y'all be here till four. She just talked so slow, honey. Everybody was honey, baby, sugar pie. I just loved it. They never really had nothing. I remember we would go there, and they had, you know, when somebody has a house number like 100, they had 100B. It was in the back, and the way we get to their house, we would go down this little gravel road, and it was in the back. But it was just happy as anything else. My, my granddad was a coal miner, ended up passing away from black lungs, the whole thing. And uh, you know, my grandma was just laid back. I mean, she's just laid back, Melba. Miss Mel, heart of a giver. We'd go there, and she, my, my mom, you know, she's very complimentary. And she says, you know, that's really a beautiful picture you have on your wall. And she goes, you like that, honey? She goes, it's just, oh, that's nice. Well, Grandma, that's a, really, that's a really nice necklace you have there. You look very nice today. Oh, thank you, honey. And we'd get home, drive all the way back from West Virginia, Ohio, get all the way home, and we'd unload stuff. And my mom said, why is this picture in the back of the car? Why is your mom's necklace in the back of the car? My dad said, she just wanted to push it. Stuff didn't mean anything. Family and the Lord and everything. Isn't that something? i never forget. i never forget. I was about 13 years old, right? And even then, God was dealing with me on stuff. We went somewhere, and my grandma hadn't seen me in a long time. And so when you don't see somebody for a long time, you don't realize that growing up. And she came in so excited, she brought me a pinwheel. I thought, a pinwheel? In the natural? But I saw that face that she gave I was like, that's awesome. I thought you might like it, honey. Because in her mind, I was still her baby. I was the baby of, well, I got one other cousin, but I was the baby in our family. Isn't that something? It was always the gift that she gave for the heart. And I thought, isn't that amazing? But anytime you see somebody that that just puts others before them, you'll see that they give. I got to tell you one other funny story. You know, Grandma, they come down here. My dad would take them like Fort Monroe and all these things. And I never heard her say anything bad about anybody. And we ride by this house, you know. And, and, and I don't know, one of the generals had been dead hundreds of years or whatever like that. And she said, this is uh, General General's house, such and such, you know, passed away. She said, boy, that fellow keeps a nice lawn, Ducky. <laughs> My dad said, Mama, the man's been dead 150 years. She goes, well, praise God, I didn't even know he was sick. (laughs) what she she was just like this man I didn't didn't even know it was sick look at those flowers you know but she was focused on the other picture man wow I thought her blood pressure must be low, man because she's like whatever it's just amazing to see that but I saw something in her and I want to share it with you you know love love and then love some more man I believe, I mean, I mean, I would do some stuff out there, and I'd run out there, and I still got tender feet. I'd run out there with my cousin and get on that, that ground, but i go, oh, man, I thought, oh, God, I'm going to make it. i get back up on the porch spring, swing. Grandma just like, oh, boy, I, could, I could take a glider. I would love to take a glider swing with my grandma. i get to heaven, man. I know we're going to have a gold one. I'm going to sit there with her. Anybody have one of those gliders? You know the ones that'll mash your hands up, right, as soon as you put them over the side? we just sit on there, and, man, just, everything was okay. Love, love, and love some more. Man, if we could just pour out that love. What am I saying? I'm saying love's a choice. You believe that? Love's a choice. Aren't you glad that God chose to love you unconditionally? That's just amazing. I said it's a choice. Love's a choice. To forgive's a choice. To glorify our Heavenly Father is a choice. So let's walk in the footprints and the power of what Jesus is doing. I'm going to pick it up now. Everybody doing good, right? Well, take a look. This is going unpack pretty fast. I said, the next thing, we need to use the map, the Bible. Y'all hear me say it all the time. I said, that's what we need to do. We need to be in God's word if we want to follow God's direction. Amen? So we need to follow the Lord. We need his direction, and God's word sets the course in our life. It's the Christian GPS. I call it God's perfect standard. We need to have that thing open, right? Well, look at this. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. Holy Spirit lives in us. You know that little nudge that you get to look at the sign? or maybe call somebody, or forgive somebody, or this is not the best for you, all these things, I'm going to tell you, when the Holy Spirit's talking to you, it's always going to line up with what God says. Amen? That's why we want to use the map. How many people got GPS on their car, on their phone, or something like that? Most of them. What does it do when you take a wrong turn? Recomputing. It'll tell you what to do, right? Depending on what voice you have on there. I call mine Sally. I said, Sally said we got to go back. We got to go back. In the next exit, naked, no, she's going to say, on the next, do it. <laughs> she always mimics that thing when we're doing it. On the next it's exit, her. Yeah. So we're going down there, and, and I think about that, and I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that what God does in our life? Let me tell you another story. Went to the bank, and I got a Christian friend right there, the lady was up. I said, how you doing? She said, I'm doing good. She she was going to do some praise dancing at her church, and fell down the steps and hurt her leg. She said, but that's all right. I got back. I was still going strong. So you're looking good. And she said, you know what, I never, uh, she said, I always, I don't know how we even got on this. Well, I guess I do, because God was showing me this is the message for this week. And she said, you know what, she said, I got a greatest compliment this week. She said, my friends told me, she said, you know what, no matter what's going on in your life, you still manage to get to church, and if for some reason you can't go, you still have your children go. And she said, train up a child in the way they should go, No, they, oh, they won't depart the from that. She said, well, I do my best with them, because I want them to know that that's important. And she said this. She says, you know what? She says, those foundations that I've laid in my husband and laid in my children are like those little rumble strips aside the road. She said, when you start getting over here, you start shaking, and then you get back in the center. I said, can I use that in my message? She said, Lord child, yes. See, sometimes when we start not looking at the rap or the, the map or not listening to the GPS when we come over, y'all ever do that? You hear that on your car and you get back in the center? Man. That's what I believe God's showing us. Hey, 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 come on back over here. I got something better for you. We get over here. Get over here. We kind of doze off. Or maybe we're not watching the map. Maybe we're not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you what, God puts those rumble strips in our life too. He puts people around you sometimes say, hey, 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 let's keep on going. I want to tell you something right here. I pray that this is always our heart here. That we're about restoration. Because that's what I see from cover to cover in the Bible about restoring one another. Not, not say, well, you went off the road. How's it look over there? I told you. That's not what we want to do. We want to figure out, hey, how can we love them back into the center line? Amen? I pray that we, we take that attitude. What do we got to do? We need to study His Word. Study the map. Amen? So many times, we just thumb through <laughs> or casually look at God's Word and say, yeah, I got it, I got it, I know. I've heard the story before. Yeah, I got it. Do we really? You know, we need to dig in. I said, be a student of the word of God. If you know the map, you'll know where you're headed. Amen. See, a lot of times we don't know what's going on. We don't know what in the world's happening because we haven't looked and studied the map. Amen. Does that mean we got it all figured out? No, but if you take one step at a time, follow them in faith. You'll be amazed what God will show you. Amen. I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. Everybody doing good. Anybody have anything they could take away from this today? Yes, we did. Right? Well, guess what? I was looking through some stuff. As I was finishing up the message, I just jumped the whole the whole thing. I guess i got to hold that thought. Hold that thought. I thought I was on my last slide. Well, y'all, take a deep breath. i got one more to hit you with. Here we go. Next time, one way. You ever heard of people say, I know, I think i got streets named after you. You ever heard that when you were a kid? One way. Let's take a look at that. I said, there's no other way but Jesus. Amen? Don't don't forget that. John 14, 6, I say it every week. He said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. God's got a plan, and he used Jesus to do it. And he wants you to come home. I said, don't buy the lie. So many times. I said, it's not our works. It's not our deeds. It's not our looks. It's not our our, our who we are. We think we are. It's only about Jesus. All we got to do is believe. Tim was praying this morning. We talked about uh, a lot of people doing missionary work. We talked about a little bit of reaching out and missionaries today. And and a lot of people really sacrifice to get that word out. You know, let's take babysitters. Maybe they leave their home. Maybe, you know, they leave their, their family. You know, for a season. Or maybe, just like Tim was talking about, there's people that are locked up for this message right now and going to lose their life. We get so complacent that we can, we can lift it up anytime. We can use our iPad. We can, you know, got an app for that and all these things. But there's people that believe in this so much that they're willing to lay down their life. Are we willing to show them the one way to Jesus? Amen. I pray that we are. And I said something else. Watch for the miraculous. You know, God's doing the miracle business. And the volume of the world turns up and we hear all these terrible things. But I'm going to tell you what, there's still a lot of good things going on, amen? We live in an amazing place. And like I said earlier, we could be a part of the solution. We could be his hands. We could be his ear. We could be his arms. Keep an eye out for what God's nudging you and how he wants to use you in life, amen? And I want to leave you with this here. Trust the finished work of God, amen? I said, praise God, it's all about him. Isn't Isn't it amazing? It's all about him. No pressure. Nobody likes being pressured, right? There's no pressure because he already took the pressure. He already paid the fine. He already bought us back. That's the whole deal. So now I'm to hit you with a sign that I thought was so amazing that I found. Y'all ready for this? This is so cool. Jesus said, look how they made that right there. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I said, this is a sign we must always follow. I said, the road map to eternal life is found only in Jesus. Amen? Only in Jesus. And I, and I pray this week as we follow God's map in our life that we don't block the other intersection where heaven invades earth. Amen. I pray that we're open and we're obedient to what's going on. And I pray that Christ is exalted in our life. You know, today, I know that there's, there's heavy hearts all throughout the sound of my voice. Here, people will be listening a little bit later. And I just want you to know that God loves you. And I want you to know that we love you. And I want you to know when you're not here, we miss you. That's not a guilt trip. That's not anything else. I want you to see about the family of God. I want you to see that you belong. I want you to see that you make a difference. Even though you don't look like him and he doesn't look like her and all that. And we don't act the same way all the time and all this. I'm going to tell you, God says you're unique. You're the masterpiece. So you know what? Continue to lift your eyes to the Savior. I'm going to ask you to take a good look at that right there. Have you received... This part of the roadmap in your life? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by the Son. I pray today, through some of the messages, through some of the stories and all those different things, and through the signs that you'll see. I pray that when you're going down the road, when you see the signs, when you see a stop sign, you'll something God will bring it back to you. When you see a yield sign, God will bring something, one of those points back. When you see a one-way sign, you'll see a one-way Jesus. Amen. Just like the song we sang. You know? love that. So often we just go on about our business. We don't know when he's coming back. Bible says, no man knows. I remember when Jesse was little, he said, Dad, I know that no man knows when Jesus is coming back, but well, what do you think? I said, we're 24 hours closer than we were yesterday. Time's ticking. That was a God answer because I could not come up with that. I don't know when he's coming back, but are you ready? I don't know if it's tonight. I don't know. I don't know if we'll make it home. I don't know about that. But what I do know is this. When we take a hold of what God's done, does it really matter? We want to stay here as long as we can. We want to be a blessing. We want to to see our grandchildren. We want to do these things. We want to live our life. We want to graduate. We We want to do these things. But I'm going to tell you what. Never forget what God's done for you because it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. One last thought. When Jesse was born, I, I've told you guys this before, but we've got a lot of new faces, and this goes in my mind all the time as a dad. And when I read about that young boy leaving here, it just—I I went right back to that. I remember when they handed me my baby boy, and for an instant, this is what I saw: God, just let me see a huge one of those sand timers, overgrown egg timer, whatever you want to say. And the urgency. I don't know how long I got here, but I want to make a difference. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I want every grain of that sand, I want to make a difference with that. You say, man, why do you get so excited? Because I'm telling you, time's rolling, man. Time's moving on. And whether it's today or 20 years from now, whatever, make the most of each one of those little pieces of sand. Each one of those seconds. Each one of those minutes. Can you imagine that? Do you ever think about that? Guess what? From the day you started breathing, you start dying. Man, bud, you're really uh, encouraging us today. No, think about that. You're one step closer to going home. You're one step closer to your eternal destination. Take a deep breath. One breath away. What do you believe? And you know what? If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are secure in Him. Amen? And if you have it, I pray today is the day that you do Amen. Here's the sign. It's up to you to apply it in your life. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the signs that you give us all the time. Lord, I thank you that uh, you know, that you are the way, the truth, the life. And Lord, I pray that we do not block the intersections of blessing. Lord, I pray that you know what? That we let us come together so that we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Lord, that we can be that church, we can be that brother or sister in Christ that encourages somebody through a tough time. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's just speaking a word of love into their life at the right time. Father, I pray today that whoever hears this message, whether it's later on today or they're sitting here now, that they know. That they're securing you. You say, How do I know that? The Bible says if we confess with the mouth, Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord? Remember, it's only one way. Think about that sign. Every time you go by, you see that sign. There's either two questions. Yes, I have. No, I haven't. I pray today that I'm here and the sound of my voice says, Yes, I've done that. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of for my sin today. I want to rest. In the, in the fullness of your security and live for you. Holy Spirit, guide us today as we leave here. Help us to be a blessing, Lord. Help us to walk in that unconditional love that you have for us. Help us to pay it forward. Help us to be a blessing, Lord. Help us to, to yield our life to, to you. Stop comparing and start living from the place that you put in our heart for the kingdom principles that you have of the freedom that you bought through Jesus Christ. And everybody say it. Amen. 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 All right.